hey, here's a little soft one. This is a swap cast with the wonderful Eve Darcy, a comedian from Dublin, Ireland, and her podcast, Humans Discuss Being, where she takes uh, her friends and acquaintances from the comedy world and entertainment world and sits them down and has a little existential chat and find out, you know, what's going on in their world. How does how does their head work? Where where did they where did they get all that sass from? And uh, there's lovely little chats there with people that you wouldn't expect. If you want to go and have a look at it, it's on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and then there's all the podcast uh, you know apps that you can find podcasts on. Her show is there, and uh, we sit down and we talk about you know my childhood and how I you know. <laughs> How I give birth to the, the the funniness, how I try to you know entertain. Um, we also talk about my young life and the influences I had to get me into comedy or entertainment. You know, being a musician and being you know a, a, doing a bit of traveling and you know just fucking having a head. And I think in this time now, where we're all locked in, uh, partially against our wills, that um, you know it's not that. It's not that shit of a thing to go and have a, like a a walk around in the garden of your mind. Do you know? Go and stand in the pretty little wilderness and uh, have a fucking think. There's a lot of people uh, going on about meditation and do, doing kind of like uh, self-reflection and having a, having a scratch and sniff on, on the brain box. It's not a bad thing. Some people are sitting there with, with a, a head full of dreams and... Uh, it's hard to not be able to take the steps to make those things things, you know. Some people feel r- real bad about it, and you said you fucking feel bad about it, so you get a bit depressed, and then you don't do it in the day, and then you feel bad because you didn't do it in the day, and then you get real anxious about it, and it's just um, you know an uppy downy roller coaster of bullshit, and it doesn't need to be that way, do you know? Give yourself a break, man. But I'm blowing all the good material now. You get to hear me talk all about it in a kind of a disjointed, comical way with Eve. And she's a lovely listener. She's a great podcast. And she has a, a lot of people uh, that, you know, some of the people that have been on my show that you love have been on this. So um, go and check her show out. This is a nice little jaunt. There's nothing political in this. You know, we're just getting into just having the chat. So don't worry if this is, you know, if you're over coroned and you just can't take it now, Mo. Just dive into this one. Have a listen. If you... Uh, if you think that you like me or you know me, you get to you know know me a little bit better. So um, this is Humans Discuss Being. Go and subscribe to her on all the channels that she has and uh, check out the, the show. And in the meantime, enjoy. Good luck. Yes. Welcome. Another Humans Discuss Being. This time, Gordon Rochford. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. This, I've been waiting a while for this chat, to be honest. So I mean, I'm happy it's happening. You, just, you never called. You never <laughs> texted. It was just... <laughs> no, we're just busy people. We are We very. are busy. And also, you I were was away. away. So it's significantly... Not away, like, in jail. No. <laughs> yeah. It's more people difficult. Was, I was you're... away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was I was, uh, I was. was away. We moved, we moved out west for a while for a bit of respite and a bit yeah. of head clearing. The original plan was to go to America and we had everything set up to go to do that thing and uh some logistical okay uh hurdles came up okay the jail thing yeah the whole jail thing. Yeah. yeah the whole being a criminal yeah no um i'm not a criminal uh u.s <laughs> immigration i'm actually not i'm totally uh free from crime and um yeah so we we, we ended up there's a load of other excellent awesome things happened and it's all on the journey it's just yeah you know when you when you put in an order to the universe for a certain set of things you might not get them in the order that you expect mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. end up kind of thinking oh i i have to do this before i get this i'll have to have accomplished this thing before i get the chance to do this other thing gotcha so like i've had offers from different companies and stuff about things that i can only dream about it's all on the down low at the moment but like big swings that I thought like I'd have to do all this other work for and they rang me up and just went yeah would you like this and I'm like hello what's this oh amazing. so yeah yeah really really cool and um it just all came in a different order so now oh, wow. visa stuff and and the America 
project and moving that way and doing live shows and getting to meet the people we only talk about. Like all that stuff is still on the cards. It's just in a different order and maybe in a different scale. Mm. So I'm very, very happy. We were living out in Sligo. Nice. Uh, in Enniscrone uh-huh. on the beach. I know it well. Yeah. Uh, you're from around there. I am. And we were. Uh, I was reading. I was studying. I was getting ready for the next season of the podcast, and was kind of bettering myself and checking in emotionally wow. and trying to, you know, fix family issues and you know certain. Uh, the only way you get caught in a in a an emotional spiral or you hear a song or something hits you and you're like. Or, or when you're telling something, somebody's like, how are you? I'm grand, but wait till I tell you this. And you just get fucking stuck in a story you told nine times. Mm. And it's just you're spitting vitriol. And it's like digging these same grooves of like horrible, horribleness. It's totally superfluous and unnecessary. So I just, just kind of burned that out of me. And just always tell good stories. Wow. Always have a good time. Don't be like meeting comedians I haven't seen in a while. And then fucking bitching about Al Porter or something like mm. that. Like, do you remember? He showed his Mickey to this lad. <laughs> and uh, Allegedly. And um, this stereo allegedly there, but like this, <laughs> this this kind of stuff um gets old and people get bored. And in the position I'm in, I was doing that, and everyone was uh, was painted on smiles. And I was like, I'm I, I'm really annoying these people by doing this. Why am I doing it? And just kind of trying to think about how I operated. And it was like to get it to be afforded the luxury of taking a, a little break from like humdrum normal Dublin life where you're doing all the stuff, still being able to do your stuff. But from a different perspective, with a bit more room and a little less stress monetarily and, you know, mm. like uh, socially. And I, I you know, I, I can see why these people want to, like these businessmen want to go out into the, into the forest in California for two weeks and run around in a nip, like yeah. in Bohemian Grove. Or they want to fucking, <laughs> you know, just like kick back and go out to go out to Joshua Tree and take a load of fucking peyote or whatever. Yeah. Just to fucking, you know, defragment the hard drive. Yeah. Because it just keeps on piling on, piling on, piling on. So yeah, I'm back in Dublin now, and I'm very happy. And you know, we have a nice new place, and uh, everything is fucking ten out of ten. Right? Do yeah. you feel like it's like a new you now coming back to Dublin, or? Well, I'll tell you, Eve. Mm. My philosophy about the new you. <laughs> uh, I've said it for years, and I feel that I've gone into these stages, and it's kind of like you know, in Doctor Who, when when he dies and regenerates. Mm. So I've had these big life milestones so the first one was at seven years of age and I always went like when I was seven like I, I, I started feeling weird I started staying up real late not being able to sleep and I was worried about the fucking Iraq war that was going on like George Bush was bombing the shit of Iraq like the first time mm. the prequels or whatever <laughs> and uh, Star Wars franchise is like first there was Iraq first there was George Senior then George Bush Iraq harder and uh <laughs> I was just worried about all this stuff all the time and like my 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 mother's kind of a bit of a worrier like a bit of a, mm. bit of a stress head and I don't really remember any like I wasn't molested and I buried it deep down it's just like really heavy stress going on and from talking about it and thinking about it I when I was seven my, my older brother was 11 years older than me moved away from the house and went to join the army oh. and he went into the army cadets so of course seven year old me was like oh. oh my god my big brother's in the army and like the army is having an Iraq war so it just and that was only just like I was telling the story to somebody and they went yeah but sure your brother went to the army of course you went and I was like oh my god I never even put that together so it's those kind of things so seven was like a big kind of wow. like I came online consciously from to my consciousness. anxiety yeah to anxiety mm. and before that I can't really remember anything mm. and then at 14 I, I got out of like this I, I had self-diagnosed myself as like a victim of bullying you know from primary school and wow. first year in school and I was just like fuck that shit I started hanging out with older guys uh, like fourth and fifth years I was in, just going into second year or whatever and I made friends with older people people who were outside of my social circle lads mm. I went to primary school with people in my class I was like nah I need to find out what else is out there and started hanging out with older people and kind of changed my personality that way I learned how to jeer people and all you know yourself mm. and then you come back to your own classmates and you're like a black belt in fucking giving lip yeah yeah and uh, it was all about like learning the lads Maz first names so somebody give you some shit and you'd be like come here tell Kathleen to have the dinner on by the time I come home we ride her first and then we'll have spuds <laughs> and, he, and he's all like oh because it hits harder when they know her okay, first name like this okay. kind of stuff little tips like that okay and then at 21 I was I, I, I'd given up drinking I gave up drinking at like 18 right so, so when did you start drinking like 13 right and then 21 I was like like came online again 
uh, I was doing loads of mad drugs. Um, I had moved uh, to, away to Estonia. So I was living in Estonia for like three and a half years. Wow. Um, like speaking English and speaking Russian and uh, kind of mixing and matching. Right. So it was an entirely different existence in a totally different country where nobody knew me. Yeah. And it was almost like a, a reboot again, like Doctor Who job. And then I was drinking all through my 20s. And then at 27, I decided to to stop drinking and doing any drugs. I'm sober for nine years. Wow. So from 27 to 35, it was like, okay, I have to get my shit together. And uh, I started like training up in like cameras and audio stuff. And at 30, started the podcast. And then at 35, which is only last year, uh, I, I quit any job. And I went full time as a podcaster. That's amazing. And now I'm into this next, like the yes. fifth, the fifth Gordo. Oh, gosh. Which is like the the climber and then at 42 i guess what is it like you have to register as a millionaire and right so you're buying like okay buying a, a house on a buying an island somewhere in the bahamas Scotland, for real you? cheap i, I get the epstein's one is probably going cheap it probably is yeah do you know what i mean yeah like a tax write-off or something like that mm. but just probably like a little one of the little stones off the glasgots or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah one of the man's inish man or inish, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the inishes one of the yeah something small no i just mean like 42 is like then you have a family and you all that stuff so that's yeah, like the next iteration yeah, so from yeah. now till then i've got six years to fuck the arse off this thing and brilliant get into it yeah that's a good way to do it isn't it like divided yeah. into sevens well that's i i mean every seven years yes. uh, every cell in your body totally regenerates so why wouldn't one psyche i mean there we go right right um okay that's a great synopsis so i'm gonna yeah. like ask some questions then based on uh, that um, also, I must do that seven year thing and look back over my life. I think that's a cool little thing to do. They're kind of like, that's why you celebrate that shit, like Sweet 16. Yeah. People are like, okay, not Communion. a girl. Very important. Not yet a woman. <laughs> like, it's that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, bar mitzvahs at 13. Yeah. Like that, that, that kind of coming of age thing. And then everyone celebrates the 21st because it's yeah. like, right, well, you're not a child anymore. Yeah, cop the fuck on. Let's, let's get going. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Um, what brought you to Estonia? Very intrigued. Oh, I mean, what? Why would any a woman? Why would any Irish man who was <laughs> his feet firmly planted in Irish soil ever leave? It was because of a woman. Yeah. So it was my girlfriend at the time. We we're going right. to like I think we went out for five years, something like six, mm. maybe five and a half years. And uh, she was a Russian national. And she wanted to get her Estonian citizenship to become a European citizen to travel mm. around freely because the Russian passport is a hip shite if you want to. Okay going to do anything outside of Russia, basically. So we just went over there for a few years, did our application. And I ended up working in, a, working in a school and teaching English and music, just having a bit of crack. Really? Yeah. Native English speaker, chatting with the kids, doing like after school programs. And wow. Yeah, right, cracked. Very cool. Yeah. And it was, we were I was playing on a band, I was playing bass and a jazz band. And I was doing, I was doing like spoken word poetry, but like in a jokey way, because everyone else was real serious. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Coming in at it joking, jokingly, and uh-huh. um, I came up with the idea of doing these like instead of doing comedy, I was wanting to do these like kind of seminars, like speeches. Just come in and go because I was I see like a TED talk. Yeah, but before TED. Yeah, before TED talks, and before I found out that you could be a stand-up comedian, like I always thought when you're watching like Bill Hicks or George Carlin or Richard Pryor, who were my heroes, like that you have to be of a certain level that you can't just be like some mucker off the street and walk in and someone mm. to give you a, a chance to talk in front of a room of people. I, I never knew that that was an option. Okay. Otherwise, I would have done that when I was in college. Sure. In like 2000, 2001, 2002. I would have done it then. I never, I never knew it was live comedy. Um, so I wanted to do this thing, but I, I got into conspiracy theories and all like around uh, just like 9-11, I got serious. But I was always into X-Files and stuff when I was in my early teens and like reading like weekly world news and aliens bigfoots and all this kind of stuff yeah. was always my jam and um when i got out to estonia it was really good internet for the first time okay it was like proper broadband like f- you know four four megabits like pr- proper <laughs> now it's fucking pissed but you, you get more than that on your mobile phone sure. but back then it was like yeah. having a fucking 12 inch mickey like you're like oh my god how fast <laughs> is this internet i was downloading all these mad crazy documentaries man and this is all before YouTube, so you couldn't get it. Like it was all oh, yeah. file sharing, P two P and uh-huh, okay. ED two K and E Donkey two thousand and all this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, LimeWire, I suppose you remember this kind of stuff. Big memories. Um, what brought you to conspiracy theories? What's, what's hash, that all about? Smoking hash. Hash. Okay. Getting suspicious about life. Okay. Okay. But I was always kind of like, this is bullshit. 
this life thing. Yeah, I'd be lied all the time. Fucking history teachers were lying to me and all the teachers were just full of shit. Like they're trying to make you do this thing. And I was like, nah, I'm I'm not I'm not into it. Mm. Like I do it. But I was more about having to crack and like socialize and talking about stuff. And I wasn't into what was in the books. And then the stuff that I was into did make you, did make you fucking process it in such a way that it takes all the love out of it. And you're like, oh, yeah. why, why, ugh, why, are you, why are you fucking, why do I have to know it off by heart? Can I not just know the gist? It's like, no, you need to have quotes to prove your point. And I was like, Shouldn't my point be my point? Like, what the yes. fuck is wrong with you? You know the quotes. Yeah. Why do I need to show that I know the quotes? I know what I'm talking about. It's like, no, you need mm. to know. The... It's like, come on, man. Mm. Tell you're telling a story. So it was just like, I never really, I never really enjoyed the school part of it. I was always asking questions, and then once I got out of school, and it was like real life, and the internet was kind of becoming blooming into what it was. I, you know, you just find so much stuff, and you're like, I was fucking, I knew it, I was right. Right. Mm. And then nine eleven happened and then you're going like, okay, this is it now. This is the this is this is my JFK. Like this is where were yeah. you when it happened, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um I didn't really do anything about it for like fifteen years mm. when I started making those conspiracy guys or whatever. But I was always reading, I was always looking at stuff, I was always watching documentaries. Mm. And sure now it's like mainstream. Yeah, do you know, and the, to decipher, yeah. Every documentary on Netflix is some kind of conspiracy. Some mm. kind of they found an extra Nazi somewhere, or do you mm. know, there was a lad who pretended to be their neighbor, and when really he married their eight-year-old daughter and got your man to suck his dick in a car, like crazy fucking mad yeah. mind control documentaries. There's one called uh, Wormwood about MK Ultra and all this stuff. Like when we did our episode on MK Ultra, which is a CIA mind control program, that's absolutely real. The documents are there. Like we did twenty fourteen, and people were just no going. What? I cannot believe it. And now it's like commonplace. It's okay. like a you know total conspiracy lexicon. Everyone knows about yeah. it in just five years. So like back then, I don't want to say like I was into conspiracies before it was cool, but it was underground. Yeah. It wasn't a thing that people did. It was like for fucking weird smelly weirdos in their basement with with you know tinfoil hats or. <laughs> That these kind of guys have like nine computer screens and they're like monitoring, mm. you know, like police band radio and mm. they're always portrayed like that in the movies, you know. Yes. Or like uh, in the X Files, you know, the the, the lone gunmen, you know, mm. the three dudes. Yeah. They're always like, "Well, Mulder, um, actually, I want to yeah. tell you something." Yeah. yeah. So I was looking for like a minor, <laughs> tiny detail. So I was always huh? questioning shit. I was always asking questions, like so all distrusting. my distrusting, all my, all mm. my school reports like ask them any questions disrupts in class <laughs> i was like of course it disrupt you're telling lies and then when i ask questions you tell me not to ask questions so i'm like well if you're not going to answer am i not going to listen they're like yeah but there are other sheep here who will do what exactly. they're told I was just stop say, disrupting the, the sheep. education system is not for thinking no no it's for doing what you're told it's it's digestion and regurgitation yeah well like, and in ireland it's like an indoctrination system it's not an education system but whatever that's my rant yeah but you're, like you're fucking <laughs> You're just teaching. It's 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 an industrial revolution. Totally, system. yes, it is. Factory, you're just teaching yeah. people how to be productive yeah. workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If I give you the instructions to work this machine, will you know how to do it? And and we give you points out of six hundred to find out if you can. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What totally. the fuck is this? It's shit? weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so I totally get that. That does, and I kind of admire because I would have been like that underneath, but I would have been, you know, very well socially conditioned to be a good girl. Mm. You know, so. Oh, I'm not saying I'm a rebel. I wasn't a bad boy. No, I didn't. You did wasn't question. wearing it. Wasn't wearing a leather jacket, like hitting the jukebox and starts playing music. <laughs> I was a good boy. I was a mammy's boy. Like I was Were like, you? oh, you had to be home at half ten. I was very strict now and okay. all this stuff. But I came home at half ten, but I drank like I was coming home at half two. <laughs> so it's like if you're picking me up at half ten, <laughs> you're be... you're picking me up. <laughs> like I'm gonna be I'm gonna, the, the guy leaning against the chipper. Like, mm. do you so know tell what me mean? about then um, drinking so young and then ah yeah, well, she's the only way you get like yeah a bottle of cadet lemonade and then you crack into your dad's whiskey in yeah. the cabinet it just seems you... like 18 to be done with it seems like that's very young to have had all of that experience yeah but like there's other people drinking with me and then yeah. they were like I can't drink anymore and I was like neither can I we should probably stop okay. okay yeah so it's like it's not really my story to tell I guess it's somebody else's story oh okay but like uh, you're peer pressured into going sober no <laughs> I I wanted I wanted to do it because I should have done it. Okay. And the person, the other person, should have done it, but didn't really want to do it, but ha- had to. Okay, I get like you. Medically totally forced you. or whatever. Yeah. So um, 
yeah and we were we were i was just like i have to stop drinking mm. like it's not good and then i went to college and it was like i stopped drinking before i went to uh first year in college mm, okay and like i think the last day i drank before i stopped then i had a summer job and i met this girl who was maybe in her late 20s early 30s and i used to go to her house after um it wasn't like a mrs robinson thing i used yeah. to go to her house after work and she had a boyfriend and all that but he wasn't around and she was at home and we smoked a couple of joints and then one day we were getting ready to go out for a night out and i bought a bottle of jack daniels and i was at this point where i was drinking a whole bottle of jack daniels i uh, bought a big bag of ice and a bottle of coke and a bottle of jack daniels and i drank the whole thing in about two hours oh and i was my. Oh, I was falling around, but that was average. And then right. I went, oh, I feel so good. And I went into her bathroom and got sick all over the wall, the toilet, the back of the toilet, the, the, the shower curtain, the bath, the floor, the mats. Oh, just covered it. It was like, exorcist it was exorcist. It was really oh. bad. And then I ran it and I was trying to like scoop it all over my hands. I was like, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then I just, I ran out of there and uh, <laughs> the, the embarrassment and also like the necessity forced me to start drinking. Yeah, okay. So if that girl is just like, doubt, I highly doubt it, but uh, I'm really sorry I wrecked your fucking bathroom. <laughs> wrecked it. But you earned, you know, you got a good life lesson and yeah, you've been I stone cold sober ever I since. Didn't, I didn't drink again for <laughs> five years, yeah. six years. That's impressive. And then I drank for four and then I'm off at nine. So, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But the drink, drinking wasn't, wasn't a problem. It was just like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like you get you get two cans. And me, me and a friend of mine from school, I'm not going to name names, me and a friend of mine from school would go down and drink like a can and share like a cadet bottle of whiskey at lunchtime and come back out yeah. to come back to school and just be like. Oh, I love a daytime drinking. Yeah. In in like fifth year <laughs> or fourth year, you know. And uh, and, the, and the teachers were all. Sure. Yeah, for, all the, <laughs> for all the 14 year olds listening to a podcast about, yeah. about emotional yeah, fucking development. development. But um. Yeah, so like, uh, I come back after lunch and the teacher's writing the report cards. He seems to be a lot more, a lot more calm after lunch. He doesn't ask too many questions. <laughs> or start getting belligerent in history class. Just going, Hitler had the right idea. Just throwing, <laughs> just throwing stuff out there to try and, yeah. you know, provoke a reaction or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's gas. Yeah, funny. Um, and then, you know, so you were saying with the kind of, at 14 or whatever, it was like that you had some narrative or something about being bullied yeah it was just i think there's a whole thing now about like people think that there's um some kind of a um a social a social hierarchy that if you're of a victim class that you get treated better mm. so there's people like we're looking into politics on your on your podcast Eve. <laughs> people like candace owens are talking to she's she's you know a black woman and she talks to other black people and goes like why why are you all fucking still talking about slavery that's like that's a that's a victim mindset like none of you are slaves none of you had any direct action done to you because of or towards the idea or concept of slavery like why are you still fighting that battle slavery is over let's like, work on right now yeah is that like the irish people going on about the famine yeah or like 800 years or yeah, yeah all of this yeah, shit it's yeah, like yeah. yeah sure there are some societal and structural things set up like in america the the 13th amendment to the constitution is like basically uh the abolition of slavery and, and we're recording this the day after martin luther king's uh birthday but it's the the abolition of slavery and um there's a clause at the bottom of it saying unless you have been incarcerated and then if you've been like if you're in jail we can get you to work for free mm. and then they fucking throw crack all over the black people and then they all go to jail and then they get them to work for free so it's kind of like these loopholes and shit like that uh -huh. so i do get the argument um but i just didn't want to be identifying myself as like a victim because then every everything seems like like if you if you're a fucking if you're a fucking nail like everything feels like a hammer do you know what i mean so you're just like you're going around going like I'm a victim, I'm a, I'm a bully, and if you don't get your way, you're like, "Well, you're bullying me." It's like, "No, motherfucker!" Like you're just asking for too much, or you you don't deserve it, or well, like why do you feel entitled? And then as a defense, you'll say that you're being bullied. Mm. Do you know, like this is not yeah. a good. Yeah. So, what was your experience then? I just got fucking kicked around. Like, okay, I was fat and I was mouthy. Okay. But I wasn't as mouthy as I was fat, so I was a bit of a nerd. I was one of these guys that uh, tried to be cool. When mm. I wasn't with the lads in school, mm. so I'd wear a baseball hat backwards and pull my fringe out of it and have it like this, like Pugwall from Pugwall Summer. I thought it was fucking cool. June, July, and August, come September, 
Oh, the truth came out. Okay. I was told that you look like a fucking retard. And I was like, oh. But I had three months of like, I'm so cool and confident right. and I'm, you know, self-assured. And then like people that knew me were like, that's not who you are. And Or people who thought they knew you. Thought they knew me. But mm. the people who, who had spent time with me. Mm. Who spent all my time together, like all my primary school people. And then you start putting a thing, like these are all thoughts coming to me. Like I'm prepared this around now, so it's, it might come off in a weird, weird order. But like you start thinking about like, uh, well, yeah, but it's pure honest. That's why it's coming out this way. So you start thinking about um, how you define yourself based on how other people see you. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore because like nobody knows, nobody knows what I can do or what I can be. And if I keep identifying myself as a past version of myself, mm. then I'll never move forward. Because if I'm like, I'm a victim of bullying. Now, obviously, like you can say, people who have been sexually assaulted or people who have had cancer or people who have, you know, been in been a, like drug rehabilitation, there are awful things mm. to happen to somebody. Mm. And if you feel supported or if you feel like identifying as that happening to you helps to cope with how that feels cool but i don't think it's a personal opinion i don't think it's healthy to identify as a victim of that forever a lot of people are changing the kind of the lexicon around it they say like i'm a survivor of yeah but then you're kind of still saying like i'm a survivor I'm living as a survivor of this, of this thing. And it always, it's like your life pre that thing and then post that thing. And you kind of use that thing as like a milestone to identify how you go on in the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, 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 I know it's really hard to get over. And I know it's like something that lives with somebody forever. Like those three examples are just three that I picked out off the top of my head because they'd be the most maybe pertinent to the point I'm trying to make. But like, there's people getting fucking gay bashed and there's people getting you know abused online or getting bullied so much like kids getting bullied so much that they kill themselves and stuff and you're like how can somebody else have so much agency over how you feel about yourself that you will want to take yourself out of the equation out of the conversation you're like i can't stand life the way they tell me i am and you're like just I was going to say, just don't do that then. Like, hey, what are you being depressed for? Just don't be depressed. <laughs> but like people getting forced into a yeah. position where they think this is the only way to get away from those actions and those, those, the actions of others. Like it's, it's a really fucked up modern problem. Yeah. And I think with like social media and stuff like that, that shit you did when you were 12 on MySpace or Bebo, like just evidence of that shit like there's no pictures of me with my leather chicago bulls hat with my with my long fringe that i used to split down the middle and have like curtains oh. and then i had like a wedge shaved into it i mean i really wish there was that was the way of the time i have some pictures <laughs> but they're fucking not online even they won't be online uh i might throw one up for the crack but like Dude, yeah. i looked like i looked like um i looked like what you would imagine uh what was the the bali lad from little britain Oh my word! Yeah, I get you. So it's like him, but with like <laughs> yeah, curtains and a wedge, <laughs> and national health plastic brown national health glasses. <laughs> oh God! And like a little wispy tash because I was trying to be a big boy. Like it's it's you you fucking have to define your own self. But a lot of people are looking for validation. They're looking for the appreciation or the admiration or even just the attention of yeah. other people. Yeah. And if they don't get that, they value themselves less. And I'm like. What that really says to me is that they don't, wait now, try and get it right, because I've never said this before, I'm trying to get the words right. What it says to me is that they don't value themselves less in the eyes of other people, so they don't put their value in other people's eyes, but I think it's because they themselves have such an inflated opinion of their opinion, when they judge other people they want it to be as powerful as they perceive other people's judgment of them. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, you're yeah. not so fucking great. Like the people who fear judgment the most are the most judgy. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. I think that there's like, there's a missing link somewhere in social media where people are told like, you should be this way. And then you're, if you're not that way, you're on the outside. And there's no such thing that like outsiders are, are quite rare now in mainstream 
um before like especially when i was like 13 14 15 outsiders was the mainstream so we're like we are not normal we don't get jobs we don't wear ties and suits mm. like we wear like baggy pants and yeah. you know black black woolly jumpers with our thumbs poked through the sleeves and we'll have long hair and we're not getting jobs and fuck y'all and fuck your school and you know yeah. this kind of grunge mentality but i think that I, I wanted to not be a victim or not associate with this little whingy cunt who'd like run in at lunchtime because some of the lads were like a bit mean to me and then like run in into the the desks where all the girls were playing and go over to my desk and be like genuinely crying and then go I, I want uh, I want a bit of attention. I, I start crying louder and then the girls go, what's wrong? <laughs> that guy kicked me. And I, was like, I was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, boys don't support each other like this. I think I'll, I think I'll just be gay because this is way, way better crack. Like, I, I remember doing that shit and going like, why are you doing that? Okay. But still doing it because it felt yeah. lovely. Yeah. And you were okay. just like, I just need one to mind me. <laughs> Please mind me. Those boys are too mean and kicky. <laughs> And the girls were like, I know what it's like. But then I was like, fuck, man, that, that like, you know, grown ass men don't do that shit. Like, you can't keep doing that. But now, of course, you have loads of grown ass men doing it. Some of them professionally. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Somebody said a thing. Wax my balls, I said. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you hear about that? That the trans person is like making a court case because a, a waxer wouldn't wouldn't wax her balls okay okay yaniv i think your name is oh god i feel like this is like graham lennon territory now i'm not going to ara it's a real thing like they called made a court case i'm not saying it's a, you know a good or bad thing it's just that it happened yeah yeah and now that person is known as a, like a professional victim because they're always coming up their stories are always coming up where they're like you're mistreating me because of my gender assignment or whatever and you're okay. like I, I i i don't know why you can't like be a person and then if somebody won't wax your balls just find someone else who will like there's no need for a court case or whatever it's the gay cake argument the, I, that just popped into my head yeah, you know the gay, cake the gay cake argument it's like why run a run a fucking bakery out of business because they won't bake your gay cake just go to another bakery that will bake your gay cake and they'll love to do it mm. which means they'll make a nicer cake because if you force the cunts that hate gay people to make a cake they'll put like shit and mm. fucking doo-doo and fucking spit in it and you know whatever yeah you don't want people who don't want you to make a cake making a cake to you so why fight for it and all you have to do is let people know and then all the gay people just won't go there and let all the other people go there you don't have to put them out of business so that was what i was doing in my head mm. which is like why would i give the business of my company and my personality and why would i fight for the attention the love and adulation or even just friendship and company yeah, yeah. Of a set of people who don't want me as I really am. So yeah. I change myself to be how they think I should be. So I'm unhappy, but at least I don't get bullied by some people who I think want to like me, but mm. a different type of... It's like it's you're... you're you train yourself to be yeah. accepted by other people that you don't particularly even like. You're missing all of these links. Yeah. And, and, then, yeah. and then it takes ages to unravel that shit because then you stay friends with those cons for 10 years and you're in your mid-20s and you're like... I can't extricate myself from this group of friends because then I'll have nobody and I'll be on my own. And that's the scariest thing. Yeah. So you're like, fuck it. I'll just be friends with them and we have and arguments. There, like, Yeah. And was there an element of, okay, well, I have to be friends with these guys because I've built my identity to suit them almost. So who am I going to be without them? Or Yeah, no. So I decided like pretty early on that I didn't want to do that. Okay. I was like, I'm okay with being a weirdo. Yeah. And I did stay friends with lads until sixth year. And they, obviously they changed and grew and I changed and grew. And uh, after first year, I, I found myself in a completely different space. But I, I was hopping from friend group to friend group. Like, I didn't want to lock myself in anything. Mm. And I wasn't really sure about myself. And I was trying out, trying on new hats. And yeah. That's the way you be. Yeah, of course. You make up an identity for yourself. And it's pretty much you. Like it's almost you. And sometimes it's like the you that you would love to be. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Could I keep this up? Okay, bye. Like you decide at some point, like I don't know if I can, so I'm gone. And uh, or just the like you that you'd love to be. What would that look like? It's pretty much close, close enough to the way I am now. Yeah, that's. I'm getting that. Yeah, I was just gonna say you seem like you're very close to that now. You seem settled. Yeah, but I was settled a long time ago. Yeah, but content, I was. I mean, as well. Like, and, but I was, yeah. and I, like, I was content a long time ago because mm. I knew this stuff would happen. I, I just knew that 
it would play it was, out. This is the way it's going to be, like mm. undoubtedly. But I wasn't there yet, mm. even though I was so sure of it. And the the journey was very difficult because I was like, I know I have to, I can see the mountain on the distance, mm. but I have to fucking put the jacket on and go through the thorns and go through the shit, feel the shite. And he had, like the journey there was tough. And the people that were with me weren't the best people. Okay. And I got more people and then I lost a lot of people and I got a lot of more people and then had to fucking push them away. Yeah. And so I guess a personality type like mine attracts like, I don't want to say toxic people, but like, I think it, it does. Okay. I'm a pretty easy going, like forgiven type of person. And there's people who will take advantage of that shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so the journey then that you, you know, you're saying it was a journey, it was a difficult one. Yeah. So tell me more about that. What was that like? All right. Just having a head, you know? Like trying to make decisions on like, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for mm. the the people that I that are in my life that I think like you know everyone's trying to at some level like impress your parents or impress your older mm. brother or sister or whatever, uh, or like you have to fucking do it because Nana wants you to do it or you know like Pop Pop would love you to have you know twenty seven children exactly a lot a lot <laughs> of grandkids but you're like nah man fuck that shit like I'm not doing any of that mm. and then you have to have that whole thing. Mm. So you're always kind of fighting for your own decisions. Yeah. Do you know? Trying to justify it when really in, in like in a court in a court of human law, let's say like a court of humanity, uh, those people sh- should need to justify their objections rather than you justifying your actions. Living your life. Living yeah. your life. Yeah. Like why why do you not like the way I do that thing? Ah, oh, because this and that. Well, I don't accept that, so you're not allowed to say it anymore because it's not valid. Yeah. You just have to fucking put up with it. But it doesn't work that way. And society is built to not work that way because it helps control people. For sure. It helps control people to be homogenized and have everyone think the same way, which makes it easier for them to propagandize to us or to sell us stuff. They don't mm-hmm. have to have an individualized um, targeted ad campaign sure. to make you think a certain way. They yeah. just do a blanket thing. If everyone thinks the same, the one thing works. Now it's going getting a little bit more diverse there's a lot more like opinions a lot more like the way people are constructing their personalities is an awful lot different so like the algorithm you know that the the facebook thing where they were like it's getting more and more difficult to get a unilateral message out there yeah we have to really we have to really tailor it so it's like tell us 10 things that you like tell us all the tv shows you would like to watch Uh tell us the and we've just been feeding that information in in exchange for social gratification and then they get like a lovely a lovely algorithm, lovely analytical demographic so that they can pinpoint our political views or religious views or biases or, you know, our hates, our loves, our wants. Um, and that's the way it's going to be on into the future. Okay, is that what you reckon? Oh, it's get, like Snowden so said that shit in 2011, said okay. like, your phones are listening to you all the fucking time. Mm. And still people are amazed when they turn on Instagram and there's an ad for something. It's like, oh my God, I was just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. I was literally just talking about that yesterday and I've never seen an ad before. I know it's showing up. I never even wanted that. What the fuck is this? I don't know. The FBI listens to me. And you're like, Edward Snowden said that shit eight years ago. That it's 100% happening. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I, why are you not listening, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, though, when we do find out that that's for sure happening, we're like, oh, but I quite like to but have I like, the internet on my phone. I like looking at Instagram at <laughs> yeah, night time. Yeah. And I'm so lazy I can't pick up my other hand to scroll, so I just rub my nose off the screen to go to the next picture. Yeah. Like, we've all done that. But I think the journey for everybody is like the journey towards finding the person that you put into like a box in the attic when you were in your early teens to fit in. And then you're just like heaving out all the old boxes of toys and Mm -hmm. the old broken trikes and the Tonka toys and the fucking old the, the, the Fisher Price kitchen set and pulling all the old bags of clothes and all yeah, that stuff. The hoodie, what and was the hoodie? The Fubu yeah. and Echo Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was a black lad in Compton. Fucking <laughs> was a Rockaware jumper and all. A hundred pounds for a jumper. A hundred pounds. It's like Rockefeller Records. Um so yeah, like you 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 pull all that stuff out of the attic and it's all the fucking yeah. it's all somebody else's shit. Sure. And then you in the corner, in the dark, like an Edward Scissorhands type of scene, you see the person that you thought you would be when you were 12. 
before you got hair on your balls and <laughs> your or the appropriate other parts and uh and you were told like you can't have that or this is not the way it's going to be mm. you're going to be this way or mm. else you're fucked and you put that guy up in the attic like edward scissorhands and i think some people never find him again yeah or her yeah um that it's just like life gets in the way like i <laughs> it's weird to say i nearly said i'm really fortunate that i don't have kids but I, I obviously want kids, like, yeah, you know. Okay, yeah. um, but, like, if I'd had kids when I was, like, 22, that, that lad in the attic could never be found. No. Because you just wouldn't have the time. Exactly. And you're also exactly. trying to make sure that your kids don't put their lads up in the attic. Yeah. And then the next thing, you have a whole kind of fucking family, like that movie, Us, you know, the, oh, the Jordan yeah, Peele yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a whole, like, you have a whole pseudo family that don't speak and their eyes are a little bigger because they're in the dark lamps, like up yeah. in the attic and all. Somewhere like, ah, you open the attic and they're like, ah, I just got a pot now. Like it's, <laughs> like you're creating a whole family of fucking attic people. Of if you, you don't sort your shit out and help, yes, you know. Before you make other humans. Yes. yes. And you're passing all the shite down and, mm. you know, that's where you get like lads sitting on the couch drinking beer and shouting at the football. And then the kids come in and you're like, you're interrupting my free time. It's like, because we talked about free time earlier yeah, on. Like, yeah. There's no time, it's free. Like you're making time. So, yeah. But I think the journey for anybody should be finding that, that thing that you're content with, that you're happy with. Yeah. That you can wake up and go into a life and be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to today. Mm. And sometimes you don't look forward to it because it gets normalized. But like, like, I have a brilliant life. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but that's okay too. But like, you're, yeah, yeah, you can feel like that. Yeah. Um, it's just a feeling, like it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not a judgment on how you, you know. But a yeah. lot of people are like, "Why do I feel bad for a week?" Yeah, and you're like, "It's okay to feel bad for a week, but I shouldn't because I have everything I want." Well, I know, yeah, but that doesn't help. That just keeps you in that state. So the cycle goes down. Yeah, of course. You start eating like I. And I, then you identify with feeling shit exactly. and down and stuff. Yeah. And then you're like, every Sunday I like to have loads of chippies and loads of burgers, yeah. and I have a big pizza for dinner, and we watch movies that make me cry. Yeah. And you get into a routine of going like you're rewarding yourself for life by you know doing that stuff and totally get you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, kind of by the sense of things, it's like you need to like, as in when I say you, everyone needs to have like almost an observer stance every now and then, like not to overly identify with any one thing. Like if you feel a bit sad, yeah, you just feel a bit sad for now. Yeah. If you have a few negative thoughts. Yeah, that's great. They're not you. Yeah. And you know, so it sounds like you need to do what you did, just like live away for a little while you know but you don't even have to move and a lot of people haven't got yes a lot of people don't have that luxury like that that's what I'm saying to have kids or to have a house yeah 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 but a lot of people think that you need to do that in order to have that you know those observe yourself really and like create a little bit of a distance not in a detached way that like would send you you know to therapy for a long time but just like be like I wonder why I'm doing this you know a lot of people go off to India to find themselves and it's Mm. like it's the same cunt getting off the plane in totally. India that got on it in Dublin, like absolutely, and yeah. they feel that they need to get a bit of separation from their regular life. And in a place like that, where you go off and you meditate, and you, you know, more more often than that, if you're going to Thailand, you're going to be like fucking blowing coke up each other's arse with a straw and yeah. fucking smoking loads of mad weed and like yeah. trying to make sure that the one that you're shifting hasn't got a dick or whatever. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of things to get distracted with. Mm. But in your mind, you're going over to have, like, a Leonardo DiCaprio on the beach type of experience where you you rediscover your youthful exuberance and you can come <laughs> back with a, a, you know, a, nur- a nourished soul into it. Yeah. To get back into the rat race, but not let it take you over. Yeah, you know, yeah, this kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. But really, she can much... do, you can do it at abroad in fucking moat or in, yeah. in, in burr. <laughs> you know yeah exactly yeah. monaster evan just you can make a leonardo dicaprio on the beach in monaster evan sure who gives a fuck yeah, like do you exactly. know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. ballyhonas you can you can have a <laughs> you can have a fucking spa weekend for yourself in ballyhonas abroad in the bathroom with a candle and, opposite the meat factory there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have an hour just an hour to yourself to not but it is time out though that is yes. what you need you need to rest and you need to just be you need to sleep and you need to rest you need yeah. to but you need to think about it. a lot of people like a lot of shit happens to them and they don't ever think Process about it afterwards mm. you're just like no like I used to black out a lot. Okay. But I but I black out and then as soon as I woke up, I'd be like, Oh my god, I blacked out. But then I'd remember everything. I was like, Oh brilliant. But I think it was just like my conscience was just turning off the lights mm. and going like, Okay, you're doing stuff that your inner personality wouldn't like you to do. So I'm just gonna turn that guy off. Yeah, I guess you. And 
when I was told the next day, like, what did I do? He's like, oh my God, you did this and this and this. And I was like, oh, amazing. I'm so cool. That's hilarious. And it wasn't, I never did anything like illegal or awful yeah, yeah. or, you know, it was never, I didn't assault anybody. It was just like fucking stupid shite. Like, mm. but it's stuff that I would never do normally. Mm. And I just, maybe my brain thought like, you want to experience it to see if that's you or not. And I we just did it. don't want to be a part of this. Exactly. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're turning the witness box off. <laughs> But I think, yeah, what I, what, I can't remember where I heard it, but I, I, I tend to say it at the end of some of my live shows. It's like, you know, there's a lot of fucking negative shit. And a lot of people who listen to my episodes are not in a great place sometimes. Or like conspiracy theories tend to jump, tends to attract. Yeah, like pull in people who have disordered thinking. Okay. Or they have like suspicions about how the world works or. They're just like, you know, this is fucking bullshit to start asking questions because something's not right. Mm. And then if you couple that then with like, obviously like taking drugs or drinking or having having a life that's, you know, abnormal or, you're, you know, you're doing, like I've got loads of emails from people that are like, hey man, like you saved my life last night. I was listening to your show and you were talking about such and such a thing. And, and you might think to them, you know, it's really nice to hear that. It's probably not as a magnanimous thing to tell people that it happens but i'm not saying it to go i'm so class yeah i yeah. save people's lives i'm going you don't know what you're doing in somebody else's life just even giving someone a hug or high five or fucking yeah. saying hey how are you today you're saving their day like they were going to have a shit day up until that mm. and these little things that you're doing they might change like you don't feel it's like a big thing you're not fucking saying things to paul but even doing something small, nice for somebody, could totally change their their week. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So what I say, like, a lot of people who listen to my show, they have loads of fucking bad shit going on. They're talking about Jeffrey Epstein and the fucking pedophile elite, which is like a thing that I have to stop myself talking about because it's in everything at the moment. Mm. Um, You know, the queen is a lizard and they drink kids' blood and all this fucking shit. Like, are you talking about just even, like, the government are out to get you? Do you know, mm-hmm. there's a civil war, you know, Trump's going to fucking cause World War Three, and mm. it's doom and gloom and real dark shit. Like, and then there's people out there living their lives, going to work, hoping that like everything will be all right. They can pay their mortgage and their kids won't end up, you know, living in a world that's on fire and all this kind of mad worries and worries and worries. And what I like to say at the end of my life shows is like, if you have a voice inside of your head that's saying really shitty things to you, then that, that like, that's not your voice. That's somebody else put that voice there because you'd never be mean to yourself. Why would you be mean to yourself? Yeah. You don't deserve that. Yeah. Somebody else put that voice there. Yeah. Be it like Stop a parent or mm. somebody from media or social yeah. media or somebody who you look up to. Maybe you shouldn't be looking up to that person. Yeah. Like it's a peer that's trying to keep you down yeah. in order to ingratiate or, or in order to advance their own career, their own social standing or you know, like, we don't want to make a blanket statement. Some girls are bitches. You go out on a night out, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was thinking about buying that dress, but I didn't. Like, you know, this kind of stuff. And you're like, why am I staying friends with you? Because we went to primary school together and then secondary school together. And yeah, then we shared a room it. in college. And it's like, but you've been a cunt that whole time. Right. Always make me feel bad. Yeah. Saying stuff about my hips or my lips or, yeah. you know. So the way I put on head. Yeah. Stop so if you're saying it. stuff, you're yeah. putting on makeup and someone's saying like, oh my God, that's like that. And you're like, mm. that's that cunt you fucking went to school with who's them. always giving you gripes and snipes mm. and annoying you. Like, that's not your voice. Yes, exactly. You look at yourself and you go, I'm deadly. And if you're not saying that, it's somebody else. You have to find out who that is and shut them the fuck up. Absolutely. I think. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that inner critic work is definitely very important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been I'm working on that over the, whole, yeah. over the last year. Like, it's very, it's tough work. It is tough work. Yeah, because you have to find out, is it you actually saying it? Are you acting in a way that you know you really shouldn't be? Mm. Or what a lot of people do is, I'm, I was bullied and that, that's what all the bullies used to say, so I can just be whatever way I want. And that's how you end up with my 600 pound life. Do you know? Because okay, yeah. <laughs> you're Get like, you. every decision I make is totally fine. And the only reason anyone is criticizing me is because they're bullying me. Do you know they, they, yeah, these kind I of guess, caveats? I, and, I get where they're where, like how that thinking originates, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I also see, thankfully, I guess for us, though, we can see that that is erroneous thinking. Yes. Like, but unfortunately, they can't. So, and that's the issue, you know. Um, so, that's that's the difficult work for them, I guess. Um, 
but you look at it we've got great things like TLC that TV that you know capitalize on people yeah like you can experience that vicariously yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so glad that exists they're doing great work um Bar- Barcroft <laughs> TV is a fantastic YouTube channel that has all of that shit oh, see, it's like that. the child so with no face Stop or it. the child with nine hands or the boy with butterfly skin and Jesus you just, yeah you get the you get you're the boy with no skin, I think it's called, and you get to watch this kid take bandages off because oh, he has no, this bu- butterfly syndrome. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. That's yeah, fucking yeah. horrific. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my word. This is the worst segue into this question. But uh, we, we are coming to the end, so I need to ask it. Um, <laughs> what is your happiest time or happiest memory? Watching that documentary yeah, with the kid with no skin. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I way to ruin the beautiful moment. <laughs> I got to do it. Um, Ask me that question again, so I can I can I can give it the okay. reverence it deserves. What, Gordo, is your happiest time or happiest memory? Uh, probably right now is number one. Like my life right now is yeah, really good, amazing. But it could be better. Okay. And I need to try harder, and I need to do more. Okay. And I need to concentrate and not break promises to myself. I mean, super honest, like this is as honest as I get now. I, 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 I set, I set tasks and I set, um, set limits and I set goals. And then, and then I'm like, I'm easy on myself. I'm like, ah, it's okay. Like you're doing all right. And my goals now without fucking sucking my own dick here, like my goals are huge things. And even if I get halfway there, I'm twice as far as m- most other people. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Now that sounds like a cuntish thing to say. Like no. that sounds like something that. Why wouldn't you do that? No, I know, but I sound yeah. like I sound like fucking Jay Z wouldn't be saying that shit. Like fucking, do you know what I mean? Do you know who would though? Tiger Kanye Woods would be saying, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I'm Jesus. <laughs> you think we're fucking Jesus now? Yeah. So like, yeah, I do have that Kanye West type of thinking, but like sometimes you get up in the morning and you're like, ah. Oh, I'm already like twice as far as most other people and I'm only trying half as hard. Mm-hmm. Let's have a break. Yeah. Well, breaks you let are necessary too. I know, yeah. but then breaks turn into Gosh, you're looking regular you're shit. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan often talks about it being your inner bitch. Okay. Which is a little bit derogatory, I guess. Uh, a little bit misogynistic. Yeah, a little bit. Sure, that's Joe. It's your inner bitch. So it's like, you say you were going to go to the gym today yeah. and then you didn't go. Because you wanted to be at home in your comfies. Yeah, and have yeah. a pot noodle and a wank. <laughs> and that's your inner bitch is convincing you to do that. Yeah. So, like, tell that, tell that bitch to shut the fuck up and yeah. go do it and stop complaining. And then at the end, you'll have something to show for it. But, like, you have to do that shit every day. Yes, you do. Yeah. And there's no break. And if you set yourself goals, you have to complete them. So, right now, I'm working on, like, being more motivated. I'm in a time of, um, do you know what? Do you know the way, uh, you know, in those like ninja cartoons, like that guy is like going, oh, yeah, and he's, char- <laughs> yeah. he's charging up and like flashing yellow. Yeah. And then like after, and then at the moment he's just like, and he explodes into a massive fireball. I'm like about to blow up into a massive fireball and do oh. like a, a super fire punch or whatever. Right. But like I spent the last while charging. Mm. Like you think about it, like I, I made like seven seasons of a podcast. Wow. It was over 600 hours online and that's just the, the the main podcast there's also like 35 live shows uh and they're live streams and then i've done like eight live shows i've done fucking 40 swap cast like there's a there's a an amount of content out there mm. that's over like 800 hours so it's as much as all of the simpsons and all the south park combined like online now i know it's not as tightly created as <laughs> simpsons or south park but like Hours wise, I think about wow, that, and yeah. I've done I've done all of that in five years or less, like four and a half years. That's incredible. So like that's a lot of stuff. That is a lot, yeah. yeah. But it's like with people people uh, criticized Amy Schumer when she made all of her she made all of her TV shows, and then she did her first special, and it was like smash hit. And then she started doing like season three of the show, mm-hmm. and she had another special, and it was like wah, wah. it was it was like it was B grade stuff. Okay. And you're like, well, think about that. Any comedian that breaks out, they've been like, they've been like touring that A material for yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. That's their best shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then all of a sudden they hit the big time and then the world goes, no. Yes, yeah. And then they have to come up with, in a year and a half, as good of an amount of stuff. And it's obviously expected to be probably better. Sure. 
than the shit that they were working on for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a physical impossibility. Yeah. I, I, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't sustain doing what I was doing, making like a six hour episode with like a hundred hours of work between research and, and recording and, and editing. Yeah. Um, every two weeks and then doing a true crime as well. Like it's unsustainable. You yeah. just could put your head down and do that for 10 years. And at the far side of it, you could be like Mark Maron and have, you know, millions of dollars and have the top podcast and all this kind of stuff. But it wouldn't stop. It never stops. Mm. So I'm trying to, I was trying to like, okay, before it gets too big to stop, let's have a little break. Let's think about where we're going. Be con- like, be conscious of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Instead of just letting it sweep over you. The same you can do it in a job or in a relationship. The next thing you're going out a year and then people are expecting you to move in together. And you're like, yeah. where are we going with this? What's the fuck? Like, sit and think for a minute. Yeah, like, yeah, have, yeah. A, have a little break and fucking think. So I've been like reading books, leveling up, like upskilling, learn how to use new, uh, a new method to record and you like find out, try to dig down into what makes my stuff the magic that it is so that I can go like, okay, so I'm not just like improv and I'm not just like freewheeling mm. that I actually know I can construct it better. I can be better at it, be a better listener, like ask better questions, um, know what to say, know not, what not to say, which is a huge thing for me. Like. All of these things. So right now, I'm I'm very very happy. Probably the happiest I've ever been. Uh the last time I was I was this happy is probably about like eleven or twelve. It was before I went to secondary school anyway. And you're going on summer trips with all your cousins, and you just you'd be going to some fucking dirty ass beach, so a fucking beer bottle caps in the in the sand that cut your foot. Yeah, and like. You're getting a, getting a sunburn on your forearms. You had to wear a t-shirt when you were swimming. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Are we cousins? Because <laughs> your, your, your auntie wouldn't spring for the Amber Salaire. Yeah. She's like, put a fucking t-shirt on. Yeah. Like in the 90s, they didn't know anything about UV rays. No. And, you know, eating uh, slightly slightly gritty uh, tato sandwiches. Yes. And then having an apple or a banana, one or the other. There's no such fancy fruits as kiwis or no, strawberries or anything. It was a fucking apple or a banana or an orange if you're lucky <laughs> for dessert. And, you know, playing ice by playing hide and seek and just being like, not even, not even being like free. Like, you know, you watch Stand By Me and it's four 12 year olds who find a dead body and they're like, life is finite. <laughs> like shit happens, you know, yeah, yeah. but you're 11 and you kind of probably still believe in Santy. And like the world still has a, a, a magic sprinkle to it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really know what's coming down the pike. Yeah. You're like adulthood is, is, is a, is a thing on TV that your parents watch after the news. Yeah. You know? do, 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 do. Yeah. But you'll never like, let that happen to yourself. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. even is that? Yeah. <laughs> Show me cartoons. Show me yeah. fantasy lands. Like get lost in books and mm. you'll be able to fucking like, pick up a blade of grass and spend two hours learning how to make a noise yeah. out of it with your thumbs yeah, yeah. or like spend like two hours on a sunny day sitting on a wall on your own squashing those little red spiders <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. like that's probably my happiest time because it's before I knew everything mm. and then after I after I fit, like realized like what what life is you're like oh my god the best thing to do Knowing all I know about adult life is to try and aim to have that thing went that feeling from when you were eleven. So if you can find that and know about everything at the same time, uh-huh. you've you've fucking won life. Like uh-huh. I think, yeah. To but to be aware of how that felt and why you felt that way, yes, and still be able to deal with everything now and make your plans as you go to have that be your life. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to fucking play computer games professionally. Like to play computer games and, and get paid for it mm-hmm. or to like watch telly and then talk about the telly that I watched. Yeah, yeah. That's all I fucking do. Amazing. That's all I do. I love it. And I squash those little red spiders as well. Yeah. Don't do that. Blood <laughs> biodiversity or whatever. Oh, who, yeah, who knows? Um, sentient beings and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there are loads of reincarnated really... Indians. Yeah. <laughs> Stop squashing me, mister. Why do you squash me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, kind of that thing of like returning to that place, like kind of that eleven, twelve year old thing. That's very, very T. S. Eliot of you. You know the whole thing of like returning to the place and knowing it as if for the first time. Yeah, I think a lot of people think about um, and repeat the bad stories and shit that happened to them. Mm. 
That's another thing. And they identify, they identify as that thing. You you are not the things that happen to you. No, you are like, how you respond to them. Be a different, be, be a different choice. Like make a, a different life from the person that that happened to. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, totally, do you I have totally to, get you. And the funny one's like, why are you in a bad mood? Oh, I think it's because, you know, yeah. in, in the 90s, I fucking did this thing. Or mm. like, you know that thing when you're lying and going to sleep at nighttime and your brain just goes, oh, you're nearly going to sleep. You're like, yeah. Yeah, remember that time that you fucking yeah. sharted on a lift on <laughs> <laughs> your second day in that new job and then everyone knew <laughs> and you had to go home and you had to say it was because your yeah. dog was sick or something. It's like, and you're just like lying and you're lying away for two hours going, oh my God, oh my God. Like, you're not that person. And, no. No, and, and you know what? Nobody cares. See, this is it. Nobody cares. No. Everyone wants to be a Kardashian, but they don't want anyone to look at them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's obviously not a Kardashian just a blanket statement for yes. social media celebrities. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not that many people are self-involved, but like everybody wants yeah, that yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially people like us, because mm. we're like actually actively seeking notoriety for our craft. I know, strange one. Do yeah. you know? So we're looking for that thing. Yeah. And we are, we have to be very mindful of how much of ourselves we give to it. Yeah. So yeah. I made the decision a long time ago just to be absolutely myself, mm. because. Well, I course, don't think because you spent too much of your life for, like trying to be who you thought other people wanted you to be. A lot whatever. of people do that too, yeah. Of course, for sure. Mm. Loads of people, everyone but I would be that. such a hypocrite if I then came out as a comedy persona that was totally different to who I actually am. Mm. So like my thoughts are my thoughts. And I think it's a lot e- it's a lot easier to get well, famous. Or your thoughts are just thoughts. Yes. <laughs> but I can change is what I'm gonna say. Like, yeah, exactly. Like like for somebody who makes up a persona, I won't name names. But somebody who makes up a persona and a certain political viewpoint mm. and a certain like public facing image, mm-hmm. that then becomes your market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That then becomes your product mm. and you are not yourself anymore. You are a version your of your brand. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're a living brand yeah. who behind closed doors is a totally different person. Mm. So I totally know who you're talking about. So <laughs> you gain a fan base for that entire persona. Yeah. And that means that you can never change that persona. You can never grow. Mm. You can never change your opinion. You never change your mind on certain topics. You've set in stone your political or ideological Mm. opinions as someone who's pretending to be a person, but who's actually a character. So like, you know, if Peter Griffin started being like all, you know, feminist and stuff like that, we'd see it as comical (laughs) because we know what he's actually really like. Yeah. 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 Fucking boobs. Or whatever, yeah, do you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, like, to do that, I felt, would be entirely disingenuous to everything that I've gone through my whole life. But also, it would be doubly difficult to maintain my private life and have a yeah. public facing thing. Very bad for your mental health. But also, in the show, like what I was saying in season one and two and three, I'm not saying that shit anymore in season seven and eight. Mm. And going on into the next year, I'm going to be changing my mind about a few things and how stuff works. And I've thought about it, and hopefully, it'll help the audience. To give yes. them the tools to be able to figure yes. that shit out and like kind of winkle away the truths, uh, which is the whole point of it. Be rigid. Exactly. And being yeah. rigid is the fucking end. Yeah. Because there's a certain point. Yeah. Like uh, we did an episode on Bruce Lee uh, and his whole thing was like, be like a water. <laughs> you know, like water takes on the form of whatever it's you put it into. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? So like if you're if you're a solid piece of wood, sure, you can smash stuff up you can hold things that you're ri- you're rigid but there's an end to that wood yeah but if you're like water you can fit into anything you can move you can evaporate turn into steam travel all the things the water can do science it's, it's crazy <laughs> but like if you're if you're steadfast and your whole income your whole business model and brand is built around a certain persona that has a certain be- amount of beliefs and you know you fucking box yourself in you can't mm. get out of that you have to identify with that then. and then that becomes your your public identity mm. And over time, if your private identity, obviously your public identity, in order to do that, you have to have some kind of agreeing beliefs with your public and private life. But in your private life, as you start to grow and change mm. and your political ideology start to move away from that, then you have this like fucking weight mm. of a public persona hanging around. We you not might even believe those things anymore, but people expect that from you. And if mm. you don't give it to them. Yeah. You start losing money. Yeah. Like, it's that's kind what I did. Like, want. when Justin Bieber, years and years ago, he cut his hair. Yeah. He lost shitloads of followers. Yeah. 
it's kind of like that. I would say <laughs> I would say it's kind of like the Jonas Brothers with their promise rings of virginity. Oh yeah. And then they were absolutely laying pipe. Of course. They were slapping bags big time. Or or Britney Spears being like, I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin of course. And Justin Timberlake was up to his nuts and guts. Not. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. He was fucking slapping the hole off of her. And then when we all found out, we were like, oh my God, I'm delighted actually. And then she st- then she came out with like, and I'm daxy. And she had all like sticky boobs oh, and all wet yeah. boobs. And we're all like, oh yeah, wash the Disney off. You know, the yeah, Hannah Montana. No, that's kind of what you, yeah, exactly. Like that, 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 ball. you need, but, mm. but not everybody has the fucking opportunity to come out and, and have like, a, like Hannah, or what's her name? Miley Cyrus yeah, yeah, was coming out like yeah. with her tits hanging out yeah. with a giant, like, 15 inch dildo getting rolled up the arse by Rob, uh, Robin Pick on stage with her tongue hanging out. Like, not everyone has the luxury of doing that in the yeah. office. Yeah, yeah, no, the joke. Do you know what I mean? You can't no. exactly announce a new persona to the world. Oh, no, yeah. Great side park episode based on that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Britney Spears, her head blown off. But, like, but that's a choice that I decided to make that I'm myself behind closed doors and public facing. Mm. If you're choosing to be the other way, cool. Just don't be like politically divisive or don't be like something that you can't put back in the bottle, you know? Um, so that works. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I yeah. think I'm trying to find You're that. congruous then as a yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. I'm sense. more myself now, I feel, than I've been in 20 years. Yeah, and more content because I'm more of it. content. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find those metaphorical red spiders on that wall <laughs> that squash them every day. And I have to keep my promise to myself that I'll do that. Yeah. They're the things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Deadly. And you could say like practical shit, like make lists and, no. you know, like be, no. you know, fucking brainstorm, like, or plan your year, like plan goals. You yeah, could say yeah, all yeah. that shit. Yeah. None of that shit works, man. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's a day thing. You have to do it in the yeah, day, every it's day. Individual. Like, people are like, I can't make lists. I can't make them. Like, <laughs> All these self-help gurus are like, just make li- make this matrix, this choice matrix. And you're like, oh, fuck off, yeah, man. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that's deadly. We've talked loads. Probably too been, much. No, it's been so cool. Yeah. And it's flown by as well. Actually. You can see why really the, those conspiracy guys get up for six hours. I mean, right? I really can, for sure. 90% of that I've never said out loud before. You were just okay, asking yeah. me and I'm going like, hmm, let's think about this live. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully hopefully it, it conversation hopefully it reads i was like trying to <laughs> think of metaphors at the top of my head going like mm-hmm. that's beautiful Gordon. That's cool beautiful. Nice. thank you so much thank really you appreciate it. It was a lovely chat. thanks for minute